Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Come on! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. morning. That clock down in the lobby is off by two minutes. Okay. I didn't even know there was a clock in the lobby. Also, I thought it was. I thought it was five fifty. I thought it was on time. Let's deal with that right away. <laughs> All right, that's important. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to talk about now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the clock's off. The clock is two, two minutes, minutes off. off. Two minutes. Two minutes Somebody is a long deal time. With that. <laughs> Who's in charge of the clocks around this damn place? <laughs> Oh my We're finishing the auction today. Yeah, you were probably going to say something. Oh, about okay. That. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's happening. We should probably mention that. Um, also, Tom DeLong's birthday. How old? 56. No. No, f- 51. 48. I was going to say that. I said yeah. 51. It's like, no, not 50. I'm 50s older yet. than Tom DeLong. Well, yeah. You're older than a lot of You're people there. Most people, man. <laughs> on air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. So last week we wrapped up Stuff a Cruiser. This is our sixth year and gave away a pair of Metallica weekend passes. Chris Swanson picked those up, the grand prize winner. So he'd be going to that show in August next year. Final numbers, everybody, in case you missed it. We had $1,600 worth of cash donated, and we had 868 kilograms of food donated. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We we filled this control room, and um, you over-exceeded our expectations. If I'm not mistaken, that might be a a record year. We did a little bit of a wrap-up video. Jimmy will put that out right away here. Um, And um, you can go have a look at that. He did like a slideshow because we were taking pictures and things like that. So I just wanted to mention this quickly, too. If you want to help out the food bank, you can do it at any time. I mean, obviously. Yeah, they still need a lot of help. Um, they put out a story this week that they are still short of their fundraising goals and everything yeah. else. So um, they need a lot of help all the time. Yeah, and I think I think part of the reason is not, not just the, the increased um, use of the food bank overall, but I also think that there is a situation right now where people are, you know, everyone's a little tighter. Yeah. Everyone's oh, yeah. tightening up. Had so. to, yeah, tighten yeah. things up, so... And if you can donate, there's a quick and easy way to do it. It's a text to give, and they started this a couple of years ago. If you text feed YEG to 20, 222, so three twos, mm-hmm. feed YEG, YEG, it's 220. Three twos. You can pick a ten or a twenty dollar donation denomination, and it just goes on your phone bill. That goes directly to the Edmonton Food Bank. So I'll get Jimmy to put up that video, little wrap up thing there. We went down and did a presentation with the food bank yesterday. Uh, did the big, the big check and all that kind of thing. So the locker room. So 
So this is sad news. How do you say his last name? That I don't know. Andre Bregner? B-R-A-U-G-H-E-R. Jimmy, you're pronunciation expert here I think, on the I think it's Bregner. Um, so, yeah, he passed away. Well, no, probably I'm, don't I'm putting an N in there. Probably don't recognize the name because I didn't, but you recognize his face. Brogger. Brogger. That makes sense. Uh, yep. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So he was Captain Holt, the boss he was in the, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, he was the head guy. Um, he was great in that show, I thought. Um, he died. He died yesterday at the age of 61 after a brief illness. So I've said. never seen him in anything other than the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, but apparently um, he was in a couple of other TV shows, so he had a, he yeah. had a bit of a career, right? Um, he was in um, some older movies, Primal Fear, City of Angels, oh, okay. um, The Mist, okay. just a Stephen King movie came out. Um, he was in House. The TV show? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know well, how I big his role was. House. was he, yeah, you, I never watched that show, so I don't know how his big his role and was. And it's Brower. I just Brower. Yeah. Brower. So um, he, he had a very um, dry delivery, but yes. he made that work well with that Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, because it worked with like the kind of craziness of Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, just that straight, played that very straight and, and funny at the same is, time, yeah. Is that a cop show? Yep. You, <laughs> sorry, I've... Just, I'm into a lot of cop shows. I just haven't seen that it's one. It's not yet. your type of... You're into, like, Rob Lowe cop shows. This no, is, like, a comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You and your bubble. It is, it's <laughs> spectacular. I don't have cable, and I... I don't have cable. I've never I, had cable. And I... Like, I watch, Brooklyn, no one has cable. How do you miss Brooklyn Nine-Nine? That's a big show. One of a lot of awards. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my kids all watched that. That's one on their binge list. I, I like it. Um, I watched most of it. I think I stopped at one point, but I really like Andy Samberg. I'm a huge fan of the his. The son-in-law is a massive fan of this. This is, is like, he? Hey, yeah. yeah. So when my daughters are watching Friends, he's watching that. Terry Crews is in it. Um, yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah, good show. My wife hates it. So really? Watch it. Yeah, she can't stand Andy Samberg, oh. which is so funny because I love him. I think he's hilarious. Is he too much or something? I think so. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, he passed away. That was sad. Sixty-one. Sixty-one. That's really young, mm-hmm. eh? That's crazy. Look at you! You found the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. One thing that has actually really picked up in the last year. Everybody looking back and doing lists and all that kind of stuff is uh, our merch, our merch sales. Starting to move some items. Rather significant. I think it took a couple years for people to realize this was an actual thing. Yeah. So we came up with a list of the top 10 most sold items from the locker room merch page. So Grant's going to rattle through. Start at number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so number 10 uh, was the I Drove Jimmy Home t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people must have bought that one because a lot of people have. Yeah. N- number nine was Lil Juan t-shirts. So that's your actual character that's name. That's my actual wrestling name. Okay. so I you haven't made even the, bought one yet. You made it into the top 10. Okay. Um, number eight was Overpaid, a Matthews shirt. We got it. Yeah, we Matthews. got it. What's his number? 16 or something like that? Or yeah, 14. something like that. So we have kind of, uh, we kind of ripped off the Leafs logo and then 
put his and then on the back name overpaid yeah (laughs) Uh, number seven this one was popular after they lost out of the playoffs again toronto maple leafs decades of disappointment t-shirts yeah yeah number six i can't believe this one was popular this year because wasn't this a couple years ago that top gun was a thing so our top gun t-shirts yeah we ripped off the top gun logo and sort of made a locker room top gun logo yeah you know what that was? We had remember we had a team for the Lawn Darts tournament. A couple of those guys bought bought them. Oh, uh, did they buy some shirts I've, for it? I've bought one. Jimmy, did you buy one? No, I I you bought spent one? a lot on uh, shunt wear this year. Okay. <laughs> There's no shunt wear on the in the top ten. This is funny. Top five is very Number funny. Number five. Yeah. Most popular items on the locker room merchandise page. Lil Pedro t-shirts. <laughs> so the the name we made up for your wrestling persona sold better than your actual, actual name. I thought that was number five. Yes. I thought Little no, Juan little, was number nine. nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Number nine, Little Juan. Number five is, is Lil Pedro. Uh, number four was the Lawn Dart shirt for the year. Um, with wood on it, that that was very popular. Number three, stay angry, everyone. T-shirts, yeah. spreading a lot Bob of positivity. Has like six of them. He's always wearing it. Uh, number two, not tonight, ladies. I'm just here to get drunk. I forgot about that shirt. Uh, number one was the pink pink shirt day shirt that came out last February. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That our charity shirt sold outsold the rest of our stupidity. I thought we would have sold more catalytic converter shirts. We've only sold a handful of Welcome those. To Sorry about the, your catalytic converter. I thought we would have sold more of those. Yeah, I'm surprised that one didn't make it in the top ten. Um, the guy that does the the merch for us that sort of manages the page, yeah. he sent me a note and he said, by the way, the only shirt that didn't sell anything was Rush Sucks, <laughs> which I was very disappointed by. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. I've been doing this a long, long time, and um, I've, just, I've never been... This is going to sound a little crude. I've never been a jock sniffer. I'm just I'm I'm just not the guy that has to have an autograph or a picture mm. with somebody yeah. that does something good. Like and you're a great hockey player. Good for you. There's, you can you can play a guitar. <laughs> awesome. There's certain people where where I yeah I do need like like you took a photo with you know ACDC. Like I had to. Yeah, you had to. Or when I saw. A, Jason Alexander, I was like, I need a picture with George Costanza. Yeah. Like, I'll wait here. I'll stand here and wait for him to be ready. Yeah. I've worked with guys in the past, though, that literally they have entire walls dedicated to it. And they and, act like they're friends with them. And, and yeah, they're, they're falling all over themselves. For the yeah. most part, I think anybody that reaches any level of fame also kind of hates it. Like, they, they don't like that part of their job. They may tolerate it, but. The, so I've when famous people have been around, I'm always like, ah, I'm just going to leave them alone. Yeah, right. Um, but there are there, there there's also a certain expectation I have that if you are famous, don't be an asshole. Yeah, is that <laughs> fair? I guess so. Yeah, although sometimes I think people can come across as an a hole. But they're maybe not. Maybe they're just shy or they're whatever. Yeah, I think David. No, I think David Lee Roth is is a dick. I think I he's in his own. Being a dick. He's in his own world. Yeah, right. Like if you've but listened I, to any podcast with him, he is in his own world completely. But I think you also. I think he he also presents that type of persona to sort of cover up cover up the fact that he might just be a raging 
it's the story was that Kenny Wayne Shepherd was talking about um, what he opened for Van Halen twice. Yeah, and the difference between so the first time it was um, Gary. Sharon was the lead singer. Oh no! Yeah, oh. <laughs> he opened up for that. Yeah, he was he, they, <laughs> that dumpster fire. <laughs> but he was talking about Eddie Van Halen was so nice and would come find him every day. I've heard that. And then the second time he opened for them was David Lee Roth. Yeah, and he said David Lee Roth wouldn't even say hi to him. <laughs> didn't even wouldn't acknowledge didn't even that acknowledge. he existed. It's Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You know, you're going to pass him in the green room. You're going to talk to each other and hang out. You're on tour together. You, like, might, you might bump into each other at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he said Eddie would come find him every single day to talk. The locker room. So this should be interesting. This comes up in my household. Yeah, you're, you've been told this sort of thing, hey? Well, I've been told that I have a lack of emotional intelligence. Perfect. Okay. That's exactly what this is. A Harvard psychologist has uh, written this thing, said, if you use any of these seven phrases, you may have low in- emotional intelligence. So we'll do so. a little uh, Locke versus Jimmy. Yes, okay. and Jimmy doesn't have anyone in his life telling him this, so... It'd be interesting to see his perspective. Um, number one, I think one. I'm more emotionally intelligent than Lachlan. All right, well, let's find out. Number one, if I you need a window, use this phrase. <laughs> Do any of these windows open? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing. This is who I am. Okay, no, that's me. Both of you, I think. I'm getting better at that. <laughs> not much. I'm getting better at that. What you should say instead is, I need to think more about what you're saying. I want to be open to feedback about myself, even when it's hard to hear. You would never okay. say that in a hundred years. All right, I, I don't get that one. Number two, if you use this phrase, I don't care how you feel. Okay, I don't get that one either. I don't know. I, I don't use that, I don't think. You know me. You know me better than me. I've never. Depends the mood you're in. Um, yeah, depends on on if you had a couple. But on of the drinks most part, or... uh, on the most part, I don't think I care about. What you're other people very feel. stubborn. Yeah, you care about. What but I care about f- others' feelings, but not others' feelings about uh, towards me. Like if, but if you make someone upset, is what this is saying. If I make people upset, I feel bad. Okay, me. Not you, but okay. <laughs> number three, it's your fault. I'm feeling this way. Oh, I say that all the time about <laughs> everything. Okay, I'm not that bad. Okay, if he got a half point for the other one, I got a half point for that one. All right, number four, you're just wrong. So when someone's trying to give you feedback or offer advice, you just respond with "You're wrong." You're wrong. Okay, I've learned not to do that. <laughs> but, you, but you think it, <laughs> but you just don't say it. Okay, I don't know why you're taking some high horse here. <laughs> on this I, one, on on this no, one, I if do we the tell same. you, that's, that's, if we, okay, all right, good. Because we both don't. We're the same that way. Again, okay. these are the uh, seven phrases. If you use these seven phrases, Where you may have at? low emotional intelligence. We're at number five. Okay, I think we've already established that we're suck. Yeah. Stop being crazy is what you say to somebody. Uh, that one's a hard one not to say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, right? I think, I think it can be uh, at work, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or you're just nuts. 
that would probably see. I, I usually don't get to a point where I'm having to like that. I'm having that conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. What you're supposed to say is, "I understand you're struggling right now, and I hear that you are upset with me. Your reaction may have to do more with your past than it does with what I'm doing right now." <laughs> yeah, I would never in a no. hundred years spit that out. Number six, I can't forgive you. I don't think either of you get that. Okay. <laughs> One of you won't go to England. Because you know somebody th- from England that you don't like. Yeah, great. I've, yeah, you've got me there. <laughs> the other one. I'm not good at that. <laughs> All right. And number seven, the final one, your feelings are irrational. Again, that's a tough one because that's very specific, mm-hmm. right? Um, I generally people who are emotionally intelligent can interrogate their feelings, step outside themselves, and analyze the rational and irra- irrational aspects. They're also good at acknowledging other people's feelings, even if they don't quite get them. Is there anything in there about dealing with your feelings with alcohol? <laughs> no, but I could ask your wife what she thinks that means. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. So the city of Edmonton has no money, apparently. Apparently, I bet they can't wait for Christmas, so we'll stop paying attention for a little bit, hey? Maybe that's why they release information like this just before Christmas. So we read it, we get a little annoyed, but then we get drunk on eggnog and rum and we move on with our lives. They are projecting a $52 million deficit for the year-end budget. Good Lord. This is the news yesterday. Um, they're blaming wildfires, salary settlements, and nobody riding on transit. That's why they have a $52 million deficit. Some of the things that they didn't mention that might be affecting budget is the free knife program where all transit users were given a blade to protect themselves when they got their ARC cards. They didn't put that cost in there. And honestly, shouldn't Trudeau be paying us back for the wildfire costs? I mean, he's the one that lit the fires, right? Shouldn't he be paying us back for those? (laughs) In order to make up for the deficit, city councillors will be holding a rummage sale to try to raise some funds down at City Hall this week. Um, Andrew Knack will be selling Andrew's Knacks, a collection of his homemade knickknacks. Tim Cartmill is selling sourdough bread. Karen Principe is selling locks of her husband Gene's hair. For $15... Jennifer Rice will yell at you for five minutes. <laughs> and for a price, Mayor Amarjeet Sohi will let you send a text message from his phone to Justin Trudeau. Because they're buddies, right? Let's raise some money, people. Let's help them out. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. Now, speaking of raising money, help us out and help make wings cheap again. Together, we can do this. Buy a Make Wings Cheap Again t-shirt or hat today. Text us now for the link to shop. Locker Room, only on Chris. I have a secret right now. What is it? You can't keep secrets from us. (sighs) It's driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. You got to tell someone. You might as well tell us right now. I'm going to screw up. We will will keep it a secret. Why am I so bad with secrets? And I'm not a gossip. You know me. Yeah. I'm not even a gossip person. I just, I don't care what other people are doing. I just, Just if somebody somebody says to me, listen, I'm going to tell you something, but you can't tell anybody, which happened. 
I'm like, don't do that. No, don't. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, kids, I, I can't. I want to tell everyone now. Yeah, like I said, you just need to unload. Get it off your chest. What is it? You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> you can trust us. How do people do this? Like, Is someone pregnant? No, no. Is no, I'm not. We're not playing a guessing <laughs> game. <laughs> well, why bring it up if we can't guess? Because it's it's driving me absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> now it's driving us insane. So, what do you do, Grant? If somebody says to you, "How do you? Does it bother you that you have information that um, you're not allowed to spill?" Just depends what the information is. And especially if someone, like, if you said, oh, do you know anything about so-and-so, and you do, because... I don't know what that means. Like, when I had the secret uh, that you were you were keeping... Oh, yeah. And, and you were, and he was hinting at stuff, and I was... Yeah. Like, when was I always started dating my now wife, and I kept it secret from you for obvious reasons, because you would have brought it up on the radio immediately, and it didn't yeah, work that. And, and you, Jimmy knew. And you'd hint at him being, Actually, and you'd be was, talking about him being single and how single he was, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I was so surprised that he didn't spill. Jimmy, because Jimmy tells me everything. Yeah, he does, and he, he locked that down. I know a couple secrets I can't tell. It's kind of fun now. What, but what? I can't say. <laughs> he'll he'll spill one of his if you spill yeah. yours. <laughs> That's how we, we trade, like currency. <laughs> I hate this game. I bet mine's better. <laughs> no, I bet you mine's better. Mine is, mine's really good. It's mine, too. <laughs> Let's just tell everybody. <laughs> Christmas can be a special time of year. But not for everyone. For many, it can be a nightmare. Imagine spending the majority of your waking hours subjected to non-stop Christmas music. It's time to stop the pain, and it starts with you. Donate today to the Locker Room for the Christmas Music Support Group. The funds go directly to supporting those that work for companies that continue to torture their staff and customers at this time of year. The Locker Room for Christmas Music Support Group also encourages you to speak up. If you hear Christmas music in a place of business, tell them to stop. And if you're the owner of a business playing non-stop Christmas music, we can send you a free Christmas music support group pamphlet outlining the damage that these tunes are causing your staff and the people you serve. If we work together, we can save a generation. Christmas music, a message from the locker room. The locker room's employer wants nothing to do with this. After a thorough assessment, it has been determined that the content of the theme of this PSA does not align with the values in which we seek to uphold. We acknowledge the creative effort put forth, but unfortunately, the message conveyed does not reflect the standards and principles associated with our brand. The locker room. I don't know what it is, but there's a handful of celebrities that, regardless of my lack of knowledge of who they are and the type of person they are, I kind of, I kind of root for them. Yeah. God give us rain. Right? And Kevin Costner. He's one of those. (laughs) Don't know why. I'm kind of I'm kind of cheering for Kevin, and I don't even think he's a I don't think he's a great guy. The Bodyguard was a great movie. I mean, oh my god, so so was understandable. Yes, (laughs) Uh, he nailed it with those. No, Kevin Costner. I've always liked him. Um, Just got divorced. Very messy divorce from his wife. It was really ugly. Um, That didn't get me on his side. And then there was rumors that he was having a fling with Reese Witherspoon, who recently, which was odd. Yeah. 
Uh, I think this latest rumor is even odder. But the, yeah. the Reese Witherspoon, I was like, ah, oh, I wasn't on his. Now I'm on his page. I don't know why, but it, Jewel and him are a thing Jewel. right now. And <laughs> I forgot about Jewel. That's, so now I'm like, okay, why am I on board now that? Yeah, he uh, he's on a tear right now. Kevin Costner is on vacation right now with Jewel. They're in the yes, they're out singing karaoke together, having fun on the British Virgin Islands. Um, he's he's out there living his life. Jewel, what is it though? Why 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 am I like proud of him? And I'm like, come on, yeah, because. You guys are close to the same age, aren't Don't you? Don't so. stop it, Jewel. Keep her going, big guy. She's an older guy. You know, older guy divorced from his wife. You know, he's out there. He's, he's out he's, there. He's living what you're going to do when your wife divorces you. Yeah. Um, I think the Kevin Costner thing for me is... You know what? I just sort of thought, okay, he's getting a divorce. He's yeah. just going to go crawl into a cave. Yeah, well, he's older. Like, right? you would think, like, okay, he's just going to make some but, movies. But and no. He, no, he's out there. He's out there. He's on the prowl. He's on TMZ. Yeah. He's getting drunk. He's dating. Exactly. He's, like, doing inappropriate things in public with Jewel. Just <laughs> maybe. No? Living his life. Yeah. Wearing all white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> linen <laughs> wearing all white linen suit exactly yeah I, I don't know what it is I'm on his side on air online and on our app welcome to the locker room okay we're calling Matt from Northern Chicken we gotta nail down the name for our feature item hello Matt speaking how you doing Matt good how are you Excellent. So yesterday we put out a Twitter poll because we couldn't decide in the room what we wanted to call the feature item that you came up with for our Christmas broadcast. Northern Chicken on 104th tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So we had we had two names. We had the locker room no eye contact chicken corn dog. Okay. <laughs> and no. then we had the the poultry poll. <laughs> I was kind of leaning towards the uh, no eye contact chicken yeah. corn dog. He likes long names. <laughs> the locker room, no I eye contact. That's the one that I voted for, too. Chicken yeah. corn dog wrapped in Doritos mac not and that, cheese. No, it was just the no eye contact chicken corn dog. Okay, we had a late edition yesterday, and I, I just want to bounce this off of you. The feature item is, we'll, we'll describe it for you, it's... It's your specialty Dorito Kraft macaroni and cheese, right? Your KD, mm -hmm. okay, yep. and it's it's a chicken finger rolled in that, then dipped in the corn dog batter, and then yep. deep fried. Somebody came up with KD Wang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where, do you, where do you guys stand on that? Do you want to go with KD Wang or do you want to go with the <laughs> the poultry pole? KD Wang is awesome. KD Wang. Katie Wang, <laughs> Matt. You know what? Are we ignoring the results of the Twitter poll? Because poultry poll be one, but I think Katie yep, Wang ignoring it. I th you know what? Let's ignore it. Yeah, I'm down yeah. for Katie for uh, Katie Wang. <laughs> We're ignoring it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. We'll be there from two till six. We're doing Pam's show. We got some live music planned. Sea changes coming down to taste test. test one of their newer options. And uh, we thank you for for letting letting us well bring some chaos to Northern Chicken tomorrow. Looking it's forward to be so much fun. We'll see you tomorrow, okay, brother. Bye, bye By the way, if you didn't get 
our Christmas card. If you didn't sign up for the locker room Christmas card, which we do annually, yep. we'll have a bunch of them down there and we'll sign them for people as well. Katie Wayne! <laughs> we all make mistakes. This is The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. What's the name of that Netflix show with Julia Roberts? Leave the World Behind. So it is the number one movie on Netflix right now. Um, it's a book, Hawk? book that was turned into a movie. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, um, Asahira Ali, Kevin Bacon plays a small role in it. Um, so it is, yeah, the biggest movie right now on Netflix. I watched it the other night. And? I enjoyed it. I I got into it. I got I got sucked into it. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been avoiding it for some reason. I I don't know why. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. Like it's kind of a post-apocalyptic okay. kind of. I didn't know, um, but it it did a good job of making you question the whole time exactly what's happening. Okay. Who's doing it? What's going to happen next? I don't know. I I liked it. The Obamas actually produced it. Oh, because. Barack and and Michelle, um, Michael there. Um, they <laughs> they have a Let's not go down that production road. company, <laughs> and this the book was on like Barack's books to read, like his reading list of his favorite books when he was president was this book. So, so you say you're a reader. <laughs> so I guess that's where it came from, and okay. I, it was worth watching in my opinion. I don't know why, but. It's not good. good. Julia Roberts. It, oh, tell me now. It's got bad ratings. What well, the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes are thirty five percent from audience, um, seventy five from critics, seventy five percent from critics. So, I have a tough time. I don't know what it is. I can't make the jump to Julia Roberts being on a Netflix show. She was a uh, she. She played her role really well. She was kind of a Karen. Um, and okay, she, I mean, she's great, but. To me, it's like if I went to watch this at a theater, I might be disappointed. But as far as a movie to watch, okay, you know, on a weeknight at home, something entertaining, it was all right. It was pretty good. But aren't all big actors going to streaming shows I now? I got to get over that, I think, because I, everybody's doing it. I sort of have this idea that if it didn't go to theaters, why? Right, but that's not the case but anymore. That's the, that's the old Disney, straight to DVD or yeah. straight to VHS. Disney and and um, and Netflix, they have so much money now. They throw a bunch of money at it, and then they just do whatever the hell they want with it. They don't care. Yeah, but like this one, I don't, I don't think would do well in theaters. Okay, like it's not going to win any awards. I don't think you're really convincing me here. It's it's good, it's entertaining <laughs> watch. I don't know. There's a part with Teslas that's pretty scary. Okay, yeah. Well, like, you guys both feel bad if it actually hits, gets an award for something because because they do that now yeah, with it would, streaming shows. You'd crush me, yeah, yeah. You would, you, <laughs> you would so feel upset. so bad that uh, you're cause judging. Part like of Ethan it is Hawk there's too, like actually. a he's he's great in this actually because he plays kind of a dopey dad who's in his own little world. Okay, um, there's like a cyber attack is one of the things in the movie, and the Teslas, the self driving Teslas, are all. They start killing people? Not killing people, but they're all like, they they start crashing into other cars and it clogs up the whole highway because all these cars are just keep driving into each other. My, uh, a friend of mine who hates Elon Musk, yeah. deceased, just, he's a little li- liberal leaning yeah, um, and is always bashing him whenever he gets a chance, calls the Cybertruck the worst golf cart ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Locker Room, only on Cruise. All right, it's Tech Talk with Jimmy. <laughs> 
quickly. Um, and this is probably going to be a little more of what not to do yesterday. Do you want to explain what happened to you yesterday when you were in the process of trying to delete an email? Okay, what ended up happening is I deleted an email, and then I tried to recover the email said, from my deleted. Said email. You needed it? Yeah. Because I needed a specific email, and I recovered all every email I've deleted over the last six months. <laughs> so I went from only having only having like 150 emails. So your entire junk or not junk but trash deleted trash i recovered everything um the thing about jimmy's emails is like how many unread emails do you have in your inbox i don't want to have this conversation because it's going to give me anxiety uh so yeah you delete an email so i'm surprised you deleted an email because you usually just leave it there unread because i because the thing is this number it gives me the like when i looked at his inbox one time and i was like four thousand unread emails (laughs) yeah the the thing is though I is I don't know why it, it does it this way because if because a lot of the time I'll open an email on my phone but it doesn't. I got a better question. Why have I never heard this ever happening to anybody ever on the planet? <laughs> yeah, if I open it on my phone, it it clears it up but in how, my inbox here. But how do you when you go to recover an email that you I, I shouldn't do this? Why am I doing this? Well, you can recover. But how does he, to recover one, why does he recover 1,400? There must have been a select all button. I think that's what does I Does that even exist? Like, that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. I tried to undo what I did, and Now you got to go work. back. and So now I have yeah, to go. Yeah, I can't and, keep going. I got, like, yeah, you can click one at a time, or you can select all. This conversation is going <laughs> to... Did it crash your computer? No. How many unread emails? Don't, no, I don't say it. Say no. it. <laughs> I want you to want bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Start with a breakdown on the Battle of the Connors last night. Did you get the? Did you get the Connor math? Bag milk. The Connor math yeah. in terms of just how many Connors were playing last night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are four. There's four and there's 13 in the NHL right now. Yeah. Which is yeah, just wild. That's just crazy. I was saying this morning, stop naming your kid Connor. There's too many <laughs> yeah, of them. I, um, I feel like that one is really getting worn down right now. So the, the game last night, I, I can feel this. There's a growing tension in the city where we all want to start losing our minds about how great the team is again. But there's also this we're holding back where we're like, yeah, they're doing it. It's pretty good. Well, because they're like, okay, there's just above 500 now. They're still digging out of a hole. We're we're doing okay. We're we're doing okay. Uh, We're avoiding conversations with our Leaf and Hab fan friends. Yeah. Right? You know, like everyone is just kind of sitting there going, yeah, we're doing we're doing okay. We're, <laughs> no one wants well, the, to jinx it. The amazing part about it is that obviously the Oilers won their eighth game of the row in a row last night, which is amazing. This run has been fantastic. Chris Knobloch is ten three behind the bench with the Oilers. Everything is pl- going really really well last night or uh, right now. But still, the Oilers are a point out of a playoff spot even after this run. So yeah. I, I think that's part of it. I think the part of it is just that hey. 
Things are going really well right now. The team's playing some really good hockey. Connor McDavid is back to doing Connor McDavid things. Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting, but there's still plenty of work to do because if you look at the standings, they're a point behind Arizona. They do have two games at hand, mind you. You know, they're uh, nine points behind L.A., but they've played an extra game. So I, I think that it's kind of cautiously optimistic that the Oilers are going to pull themselves out of this hole that they dug, but ultimately there's still a, a, still a sizable mountain to climb. Still a crazy tough schedule. You know, Lightning, Panthers, Islanders are coming on right now. Like, yeah. they got the Rangers coming up pretty soon. The so Flames are sucking. So uh, that's very nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was reading Jack Campbell. Oh, no. Played his best game since being sent down last night. Do you think they're going to call up Campbell? Because there has been talk about that. Please don't. I mean, I think that's the organization would prefer to do that. But my rebuttal would be why? Yeah. I, I mean, right now, like, look at the way that Calvin Pickard played on Sunday against the Devils. He was not a liability in any way. In mm-hmm. that. He played really strong between the pipes for the Oilers. And I think, I hope. That bought them some time and maybe threw some water on this idea that Jack has to come back right away because the reality is it's nice that he play one game that's really, really good in the AHL or maybe a couple of games in a row that's really, really good in the AHL, but it's still the AHL. He should be the best goalie down there. Mm-hmm. He's paid to be an NHL starter. So until he rattles off like 10, 12, 15 games in a row where you go, oh, man, this guy is just way better than everyone else in this league. Like, I don't see what the rush is. I don't want to disparage him because I don't know him, and I have heard that he's a really good guy, but I think he's a curse. I think he should stay down there. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to Yeah, I back. mean, like, he is a nice guy, and by all accounts, he's just a sweetheart of a man, but ultimately, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And yeah. the NHL is a results-driven business, and yeah. they need wins. They don't have the luxury of letting Jack Campbell find his game at the, at the NHL level. They need wins now. And Stuart Skinner is providing them, and Calvin Pickard provided a big one the other day. So what's the rush? Okay, we're going to go a little off script here. I have a weird question for you. I saw this story about Connor McDavid's fiance announcing the, the wedding date, right? Mm. And, of course, it's Connor McDavid. If she puts something out on her social media, it's going to be all, like, everyone's just going to jump all over mm-hmm. that, right? Sure. Well, I mean, just look at the house tour they did. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a question because Connor's kind of like a quiet kind of, and I don't want to I don't want to say, I'll say it. He doesn't strike me as the guy that wears the pants in the family. <laughs> but do you think she clears things with him? Before posting uh, on mean, social media, you mean? I mean, probably should. Like, yeah, I know I she's going so. down to like a, a friend's wedding or something down in somewhere, like a destination wedding. So, so I was just like, is the best way to announce it via an AMA on your Instagram stories? Like, I, I don't know that that's the <laughs> okay, best so way not, to do it. I'm not the only one that's sitting there going, like, you're a really famous guy. You're you're the best hockey player in the world. I don't know. But then at, at the same point, though, like maybe just throwing out a date doesn't really mean anything. Like we don't know where I guess it is. So. I'm gonna yeah. imagine that it's going to be somewhere else and it's going to be extremely private. And I wouldn't doubt if Connor rented an island and they just do it <laughs> where they only know who's there. So yeah, they're going to do it. it. 
They're going to do it at the Basilica downtown where Wayner got married. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Remember what happened the last time that happened. So, no, he is not allowed. It is booked that day. Oh, that's funny. All right. Um, so, next game, tomorrow night, we got the Lightning, and they've sort of been up and down here this season. But Edmonton plays well against them. And um, it, it, it'd be interesting to watch because Connor's got a bunch of games in hand here yeah. as, they, as they have this hard schedule in December. So, he'll they'll catch up to the rest of the league for the number of games played. But I was, I was talking to Grant this morning Like he's one point back of four guys all sitting at 39 points, but he's got like two, three, four games in hand. And I have a feeling that at the end of this homestand, because he's averaging more than two points a game right now with this homestand, that he's going to be in the top three of scoring in the NHL. The, uh, the question I have is, I mean, we all knew that Connor would end up doing, like you say, Connor things. But this is just, it's remarkable. Do you think there's one thing that you could sort of point to with this, with the new coach that's kind of changed things for, for Connor? I, I don't know about Connor specifically because, I mean, we've seen him go on runs like this before. Um, he seems to really do it every year. There's going to be a stretch where he's averaging at least two points a game, and we're all going to go, oh, my God, can he get better than this? And we go, yeah, probably. Um, but to give no- Coach Knobloch some some credit here, I don't know that it's specific to Connor, but rather the whole team. I just find that they're playing a more structured game. And mm-hmm. with Paul Coffey, I find the defense is jumping up and they're getting involved in the attack more. So that gives a guy like Connor, who's a very, very good passer, more options out on the ice. We mm-hmm. saw it the other day when Matthias Ekholm jumped in off the blue line, went straight to the far post, and Connor found him for a tap-in. I just feel like some of the structural differences on the ice are leading to more offense yeah. because they're stronger defensively. And I think that while that's not specific to Connor himself, I think he thrives in that environment. I also think there's been more consistency with how much the team as a whole is playing get like ice time. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at last night, there's a guy like Vinny DeHarnay played over 15 minutes last night. And I know that, and I just think that that's an interesting thing to look at, that they're being spread out more. The fourth line is being trusted more. The bottom six is getting more opportunity in the defensive zone. And it's not just Connor getting started back there. So I find it really, really interesting um, just to see the the ice time deployment. And I also find it interesting to see that Coach Knobloch has been much more willing to keep his lines together. We'll see, we'll still see Connor and Leon together after after a, a penalty kill or something like that. But then he goes right back to the lines that he had to start with. And I find that to be an interesting adjustment from Jay Woodcroft. I think the players probably like knowing who they're going to play with on a game-to-game basis. But ultimately, I do think that the Oilers were just so good they were going to turn it around anyway. But it's hard not to give uh, Nobby some credit here because he, his tactical decisions are obviously paying off. Yeah, they've been disciplined, too, under the consistency. Yeah. The consistency is like his hair. <laughs> it's like oh, You can set your watch to that haircut. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, always appreciate your time. Bank Milk, Oilers Nation, thank you. Thanks, boys. Now, here's some shit that didn't make the show. Russ is a Ontario listener. It's a dairy farmer. Sent me a note about your grant report from yesterday, which was about the farting cows. Yeah. Yeah. Farting and burping cows. You wanted to weigh in on that, Russ? Yeah. Well, just just to kind of clarify, it's kind of funny that that's the 
thing they're going to step out on when it comes to how we're going to solve or help with climate change. Yeah. Um, percentages would dictate otherwise. Um, and I'm not saying that we don't need to do something because clearly we need, we're having an effect on the planet to a certain degree because of our, you know what, Russ, I think that's where every, I think that's where everybody is right now. Right. Um, and the conversation has been difficult to have because if you, if you step your, your toe into these waters, you can quickly get put into one camp or the other. We got to stop doing that. I I think we have to have reasonable conversations about what we should and shouldn't be doing. And, and that's my issue with, with a lot of this is are cows farting and burping a problem? Yes. But what percentage? And is there something we could be working on that would have a, a larger impact? It's the same thing about how we create energy. Should we be having a nuclear conversation? Should we be having a natural gas conversation? Should we be having a solar conversation? I I think the the government, for whatever reason, when they get involved in these issues, go all in on something, and then a scenario or some sort of a narrative that if you are exploring another option or it, or at least questioning why we're going all in on it, oh, you you want to destroy the planet, so you want to live in a in a in a fiery ball of hell that ends the conversation, and we're not moving forward with these discussions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Now, one quick little thing is when we talk about cow burps and farts, <laughs> most of the methane coming out of a cow, like 90% of the methane coming out is coming out through the front. Only 10% is coming out the back. They actually, very little methane is coming out the back. That's like me. That, but 90% burping and about 10% yeah. farting. It's the other way around with Jimmy. Jimmy's all fart. I'm yeah. all fart. <laughs> His butt now, and mouth are close to each other, though. Now, just a couple more numbers just to give you perspective on this. It, uh, I think it's around 46% of, I believe these were American numbers when I read it, uh, 46% of greenhouse emissions or carbon emissions is coming from vehicles. Yeah. Eight, 8% of the greenhouse emissions or carbon emissions are coming from agriculture as a whole. Of that 8%, I think it was around 3% is due to animal agriculture, and that's including all animals. Yeah. All together. Well, and I so think it's a very small percent. But when you look at us, and now the here's the other thing: when you look at agriculture in Canada, we're only three percent of the voting population. So if we're only three percent of the voting population, who's easy to take a big dump on whenever you feel like? Yeah, they, there's the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're we're we're, we're dealing I'm not with trying that. To make excuses, or I'm just these are just things that can make you a little crazy sometimes because you go, well, you do, here's the problem. We all need to be better. And I 100% am trying to make sure that we are getting that number as low as I can, even if I am only 3%. That's the other problem. Lower as You're not can, giving credit for the Everybody else work, who are yeah. the bigger ones have yeah. to come down too. And then you can start looking at it and breaking it down internationally. Russ, we have to let you go, but I appreciate your call. Thank you, man. No problem. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.